You know, Tony? What's up, Roma? I want to learn about a lot of shit. Like, a lot of shit. All the shit? Like, all the shit. There's a great deal of things that I do not know. But, uh, well, Roma, you don't, you don't have the time to learn all of the shit. There's too much shit. I know. But you know what? What? You could learn more shit in very quick ways. Yeah? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, got, you got a lot of friends, and your friends know shit. And your friends, they could probably just yell shit at you in like 30 to 45 minute intervals, and then you can acquire an approximate knowledge of all of the shit, and then you could know all the things. You know what? You are right. I do have a great deal of friends who know a great deal of shit who can sit with me for 30 to 45 minutes and tell me this shit directly. But, but how? I don't know. Probably like a podcast format. You know what? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything that lives is designed to end. We are perpetually trapped in a never-ending spiral of life and death. Is this a curse? Or some kind of punishment? I often think about the god who blessed us with this cryptic puzzle, and wonder if we'll ever have the chance to kill him. to the pilot episode of The Hyperfixation. I'm your host today, Roma Ostman. I use the they, them pronouns, and I'm here to learn a great deal of approximate knowledge through my friends. And today, I am joined by Tony Anderson. This one is Tony. I use the he, him pronouns. Tony's going to give me an approximate knowledge of... What are you, what are you going to give me an approximate knowledge of? Well, Roma, I'm glad you asked. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to give you an approximate knowledge of my approximate knowledge of the Drakengard and Nier franchise. Okay. Uh, so particularly, uh, do do, uh, do you want me to just do you want, how how do you want me to do this? You want me to just jump right into it? We're in a canoe together, and you're. You have the paddles to the canoe. I've got a paddle, so I'm gonna I'm gonna help push a little bit. But this is this is wherever your little canoe wants to go. I'm in it. Okay. Well, then I suppose for some context, let me let me give you how I've acquired my knowledge of the Draken Near franchise. Okay. So I've played uh, all the way through Near Automata. Near Automata is my favorite game that I've only played once. Um, yeah, it is honestly a masterpiece. So very, very good. And I have picked up Near Replicant. I've been playing through that. I, I just recently got back into it, and that's what's reignited my fixation on the the track in Near timeline. Now, the way I've acquired the rest of my knowledge, um, including the majority of Near Replicant and all of the Drakengard series 
is uh, through a bunch of YouTube videos. Like I've just watched a whole lot of YouTube videos on this on these games. For why? Whom's can say? But I've been invested. <laughs> I've been like, yeah, yummy, yummy, yummy. I've even watched videos breaking down the mobile game. Did I retain a Yo. lot of that knowledge? No, but the mobile game sure did look interesting enough that I downloaded it and then didn't Hell start yeah. playing it. Okay, okay. So yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 my my touchstone on these topics. Alrighty. So where let me let me ask you this. You so you deep dove into the world of YouTube that gave you a great deal of approximate knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, after playing near Automata, Automata once. Uh, yes. Have you? You haven't played any of the other near games. I've played. I'd say maybe I'm like a fourth of the way through near Replicant. Okay. And so, what caught your what caught your eye on this? Like, what 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 made you jump into the YouTube videos? Well, like I said, near Automata. Boom, one of my favorite games of all time. Okay. Um, so I'm like, okay, I need to know more about this game's history, the roots of this game. Now, we'll start with Drakengard, because that's something I had heard was connected. And it, are you familiar with Drakengard at all? I, you know, to be honest, when you mentioned it to me before, um, I n- n- nothing popped up in my brain. You know how with the with the... For a short side tangent, when we talk about wrestlers and you give me a great deal of approximate knowledge about wrestling, um, if I don't have a visual, it doesn't quite stick in my brain. And there was nothing in my knowledge bank for... um, Drakengard. Drakengard. I just see Draken from uh, Tokyo Revengers. So please educate me. Tell me more. Tell me more. I am going for, to, for, for matters of what we will be discussing today, we only need to worry about Dragon Guard 1. Um, in fact, during our conversation today, I will be spoiling the ending of Dragon Guard 1 and a good chunk of Near Replicant and a good chunk of Near Automata. Um, the endings of those as well. Okay. So let, yeah, in case anybody was worried about spoilers for those two more modern games, and of course, hit middling received ps2 classic dragon guard so roma <laughs> if you will look into booth chat one i have just sent you an image of the main characters of dragon guard this is a man named kayam and a dragon whose name i do not remember at this moment i think it's like angelis or something like that Hot. something along those lines they look great for ps2 graphics hell yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the vibe of Drakengard, from what I've heard, is the story is batshit wild, and every piece I've heard of the story has been batshit wild. I do want to play it myself, but what has held me back from doing that is how repetitive and tedium and absolute run-of-the-mill mediocre all the gameplay is. Um, except for apparently oh, the really? dragon, which controls well. Okay. But all ground combat looks miserable. Like, I've seen gameplay. It looks miserable. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> But I guess it's fine. I'll definitely play it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So really all we need from this is to know that this is our boy Kayam and his dragon. Uh, they have a pact with each other. Pacts in the Drakengard world are magical bonds formed with a human and a magical creature. In order to form a pact, the human has to give something up. Our boy Kayam in particularly gave up his voice, um, so, which is how they canonize him being a silent protagonist throughout the Ariel, game. Ariel the Little Mermaid. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, here's another picture of Kayam looking very well adjusted. Um, with uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he looks uh, like one of the Titans. He <laughs> 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 like the Titans, but like not like his hot Titan form, but like the ugly Titan form. <laughs> he does just look like Aaron Yeager, ugly Titan, uh, ugly Titan form. <laughs> it's just a picture of this man smiling very menacingly. Why was he smiling like this? I don't know, but I've seen this picture all the time. <laughs> That's upsetting. <laughs> um, yeah, I, from my understanding, Kayam's very well adjusted, as you can tell from this picture. His mental stability is so peak. <laughs> oh, my lord. <laughs> um, so, really, all, we wa- all I want to discuss from Drakengard is ending E. Now... Uh, numerous endings is something you'll get familiarized with throughout the course of having this conversation. All of the games in this franchise mm-hmm. have numerous different endings. Mm-hmm. Most of them are necessary, like not necessary, but most of them are still the story. Um, okay. You're encouraged to get the endings. Now, ending E of Drakengard. So all throughout Drakengard, there's these beings that are talked about called the Watchers. Um, they have a very interesting poem that goes along with them that I would love to read to you. Please do. Watchers Drakengard. I don't remember it right off the dome. One moment, please. Here we go. Uh, speak not the Watchers. Draw not the Watchers. Write not the Watchers. Sculpt not the Watchers. Sing not the Watchers. Call not the Watchers' name. The Watchers are weird mannequin-looking babies. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and drop in a picture of the Watchers and the Mother Beast. The Mother Beast is the leader of the Watchers, I believe. Doesn't matter. Don't talk what to we... me or my mother ever again. <laughs> what we I'm need sorry. from ending E is a very particular. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, you're... I'm just doing commentary. <laughs> Please continue. So within ending E of Drakengard, uh, the mother beast, which is just a big bald mannequin looking thing. Uh, she, uh, falls from a giant portal that appears in the sky in a big black and white city. Bear in mind, we've been in like kind of medieval magical times this whole game. Um, and now we're just in a modernish city as the mother beast falls into it. And so does Kayam and the dragon. The dragon goes, is this the realm of the gods? And then uh, the screen goes black and we it, like the word Tokyo pops up on the screen. Um, so Mother Beast fell into Tokyo. Real, real ass world Tokyo. <laughs> so she, there proceeds to be a rhythm game final boss fight with the Mother Beast. Um, at Ooh. no other point in this game was rhythm games involved. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it looks like a lot of fun as 
somebody who enjoys rhythm games a moderate amount. Um, it looks like a nightmare, and it sounds really ominous and fun. I will definitely send the video to you for you to enjoy in your own time later. Absolutely. Pop that link. I will, I will, I will. Not right now, because I don't have it up, but I will for sure. Okay. Um, and so, Kayam and Dragon defeat Mother Beast. Big height. Yip, yip, hooray. Uh, she disintegrates into a white dust particle kind of like salt um and this is called maso or meso one of those two we're gonna call it maso for the purposes of this also if you're a drakonir expert don't come from my head i'm gonna mess so much (laughs) stuff up (laughs) um and so yeah Mother Beast disintegrates into that, and Kayam and Dragon are like lit, 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 lit. And then the Japanese Air Force shoots them out of the sky. Um, Dragon gets impaled on the top of a spire in Tokyo, and Kayam falls to an unknown fate. The Red Dragon also disintegrates into a dust-like particle. This is Red Meso, which humans will later scientifically use to create magic. Oh? So ending E ends pretty badly for our uh, Drakengard protagonists, but Drakengard is a sad game that ends sadly for everyone all the time. Um, get used to that theme. <laughs> is that this could, wait? If I remember correctly, that's like that with all of the games. All of them, are, it's all sad. Yeah, like top tier <laughs> emotional damage all the way through. Big emotional damage all the oh. time. Oh, man. And I'm not sure, like, really how in-depth I'm going to go with anything here. I just know that I'm so hyped to just rant about this universe for a little bit. Absolutely. <laughs> this is the place. This is the time. So, um, everything's not super cool after this all goes down in real-world Tokyo. Um, around 2004, I want to say. Uh, early 2000 times. Uh a disease starts spreading around called white chlorination syndrome. And essentially it's these dust particles from the mother beast that when they get all up in you, the gods that the watchers worked for will communicate with you and be like, Hey, uh, you should either join our mindless army called Legion or like turn to salt, I guess. Um, Yeah, and so those are your two options if you contract, like, white coronation syndrome. Uh, So fun times in the world. uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) But this is a problem isolated to Japan. So... as as it usually goes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, as it also usually goes, the United States, in all of their wisdom, rallies everybody else, all the other countries together, and says, hey... That's real sus in Japan. We should nuke them. And the citizens of Japan are like, hey, could you not nuke our land? And all the other countries of the world are like, could you deal with it? Um, And so they Uh. nuked a couple of the cities in Japan. And hey, Uh. it worked, you know. What? Oh, also... Uh, during the time, to- the, the the remember how we talked about Legion briefly there? Yeah. Um. So Legion is uh the mindless. What happens 
when you agree to the gods uh 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 terms also bear in mind all of this knowledge coming right now comes from like a series of books or something oh it's Um, not even in the game yeah no 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 oh my lord like little pieces of this knowledge is spread throughout near replicant from my understanding but none of it's ever directly like shown so we don't really know what you look like when you're in legion but we know it's not fun and we know it's led by a particular legion member named red eye um there's a popular fan theory that red eye is kayam and i like that theory so i choose to believe it <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um so red eye goes missing after the nukes legion kind of gets scattered after the nukes everything's peachy keen nukes solved all the problems again except they didn't obviously um Generally, you know, nuking Japan was probably the worst possible decision because that just spread out the dust of the white chlorination syndrome. So now it's covering the world and now it's a global problem. Everybody's um, problem now. And Red Eye's back. Yay. Um. So humanity gets together and they're like, time to start the crusades to fight the Legion. And it doesn't go well. Uh, it doesn't go well either 13 or 18 times. I don't remember which, but whichever one of those it is, is the last crusade where Red Eye was killed in Jerusalem. <coughs> what? So, yay, we beat Red Eye. Wait, did did we kill him in, in Jerusalem or did he just, no. ha- he just happen to die? Uh, he was killed by the last crusade in Jerusalem. This is still okay. not even in a game yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Oh, don't worry. I'll let you know when we enter a game. Okay. <laughs> so, yay, Red Eye and Legion's done for. Uh-oh, humanity's kind of on the verge of extinction from this white chlorination syndrome. Um, this is still a very big problem. So, humanity's like, all right, we can start working on this project with the science magic we've made and we'll call it project gestalt and what we'll do is we'll kind of separate the souls from people and make them into things called gestalts and then we'll make their bodies into things called replicants and those bodies will just chill and clear up clear the world's white chlorination syndrome like clear all the dust away and we'll finish wiping out legion and Everything will be fine, and then the gestalts and the replicants will come back together and will be people again. Does that make sense? Uh, do, do, do androids dream of electric sheep? Uh, we haven't started talking about androids yet. Oh. But if you would like to, we can talk about Devla and Popla real quick. I'm down. I'm so down. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> now we are at a point where... We are making the Gestalt project, and it's not looking super great. Like, it's not coming together exactly how we were hoping, and really cleaning up the world is going to take a long time. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And also, some of the Gestalts keep relapsing. We really need to get, like, one Gestalt to not relapse, who will be able to help all the other ones not relapse, because when they relapse, then it's GG for them and the Replicant, I think. Don't what, quote me on that. <laughs> what 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 is relapse? Hold on. 
Um, essentially, it from from the general gist I've got of it, it kind of sounds like the soul just kind of stops vibing with being a soul without a body and falls apart. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Now, in the countering replicant, that will result in what's called the black scrawl, which is a disease which I'm pretty sure will kill the replicant. Oh my lord. The um uh, is this similar akin to Chainsaw Man where uh author or game developers said, "Hey, here's our story." And you said, "This is nice. This is really nice." And then they slap you a bit. They're like, "Let's let's, let's take it up a notch. We're going to make it really sad." And you're like, "All right. This is still good." They just keep slapping you in the face over and over. <laughs> Shit just keeps getting worse. Is that what's happening here? <laughs> oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. <laughs> so, I want to say in like the 2040s, question mark, is when we enter near replicant the game. Uh, the prologue of it. Where main character, we're gonna we're gonna go with the replicant timeline, so we're gonna go with brother near. You've seen uh the main character of near replicant, right? Is it young uh, boy silver hair? Oh, uh, he's the good bean. Yes, yes, good shorts bean. Good shorts bean, precious angel. So before good shorts bean, back in still twenty forty something times, uh, he was hoodie wearing bean, and he. Ended up touching a book that's called Grimoire Noir, and it gave him magic powers and made him the first proper gestalt. Okay. He gets the name the Shadow Lord, uh, but <clears throat> that's a later issue. Um, he sounds edgy. He, oh, yeah, he looks super edgy. Um. <laughs> Sorry, because this is kind of one of the points where my knowledge is a bit rocky because I've only been I've intentionally been trying to half retain near replicant itself stuff because I'm actively playing through near replicant right now. That's OK with me. OK, I will take approximate knowledge of any kind. <laughs> so. His sister also touches the book. <gasps> now, his sister ain't built like him. Oh, so no. she starts relapsing. Oh, no. Um, The government swoops in and says, hey, you're perfect. But sorry about your sister. It's not looking too hot. We could like put her on ice for a while, but you're perfect and we need you. Can you help us if we keep her OK and then find a cure? And he's like, I guess these terms are acceptable. And so they go, cool, 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 cool. Is Prob's going to take like a thousand years? Is that all right? And he's like, um, I don't know, but I guess. And they're like, cool, 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 cool. And so everything should have been fine. But mm -hmm. it wasn't, obviously. But it was. Um, remember how the replicants were, you know, in charge of cleaning up the world of the white chlorination stuff and uh, clearing up the world of the Legion. Mm hmm. Well, nobody accounted for them just gaining sentience one day. <laughs> um, so remember how we talked about the androids earlier? Yeah. So our androids are named Devla and Popla. They are two redheaded twins. Um, 
each different chunk of humanity has their own Devla and Popla models that monitor that particular part of humanity. And, mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. those replicants and keep them in line, make sure they're doing their stuff properly. Okay. So the replicants start gaining sentience one day and the Devil and Popla units are like, well, fuck, that's not good. Um, Oops. And then they all gain sentience. Oh. And one day one of their loved ones dies and this one takes that loved one. Also, we're back out of games. Um, (laughs) 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 Um, Takes that loved one to a place where the replicants apparently believe reincarnation can happen. Why they believe this, whoops can say, but this place is Jerusalem where our boy uh, Red Eye was killed. And when the loved one is brought to this place, Red Eye possesses the body and oopsie daisy, Red Eye's back and gets Legion back together. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, Ultimately- back, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, see, this is a big problem because now the replicants have to stay even longer before recombining with their gestalts, gaining even more sentience, even more value to their own humanity. Uh, <laughs> and we beat Red Eye again. It doesn't matter. Legion's all wiped out at this point. Everything's all peachy keen, um, except it's not because the androids are like, how do we get everybody to go back together when the replicants have sentience now? Did they figure that out? No. Um, <laughs> remember how we put uh, the little sister on ice? Ice, ice, baby. Dun, 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 bum, bum. Yeah, 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 yeah. Her name's Yona. Um, it's, it's now been 1,400 years. Oh. And now we start near properly. Oh. Essentially, the story of Near Replicant plays out. I don't want to get too in detail with this one in particular because I don't really know all of it yet. But what we will address is uh, Yona's dying. You remember this from when I streamed mm-hmm. a couple of times Near Replicant, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she's dying because she's the replicant. You're playing as the replicant the whole time. She's the replicant going through relapse because... The Gestalt's going through relapse. Black mm-hmm. Scrawl times. Shadow Lord shows up and he says, hey, run your sister because I'm about to put them back together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, I he said, the scientists told me a thousand years. It's now been a thousand four hundred and I have had it up to here. What he did not account for was the fact that his replicant has sentience now and has the same love and devotion for his sister. So would chase him to the ends of the earth to get her back. Mm. Um, Good bean. <laughs> Good shorts bean. So I'm now discussing beyond where I'm currently at playing in Replicant. Um, I just got through the time skip myself. But mm-hmm. uh, essentially, everything's miserable for everyone for a while. And I won't go too in-depth onto why each character's life is just miserable for a while. But I will have it be known that uh, the, the way that this game plays through is... Apparently, once you'll beat it the first time, you'll go through it again. But when you go through it again, you'll get little tidbits that you didn't before, such as like the enemies that you're fighting, because you fight shades throughout the game. Would mm-hmm. you like to know what shades are? Do they throw shade? No, they do not throw shade. They are, in fact, gestalts. They are oh, the humans. Ah! Oh, uh, oh, oh. 
Yeah, uh, there's no communication between the two species. As far as the replicants are concerned, shades are, uh, because they're, they're running out of time. They've lost their patience. They've just recently come out after these 1,400-something years, and the, they, the shades, the gestalts, they came back expecting to be able to just reunite with their bodies easy-peasy. The replicants, now sentient and having no idea what these things are, are like, yo, what are these body snatchers doing here? So yeah, that's rough. Hey, yo! <laughs> Snatching up bodies. <sighs> In fact, we end up finding out, because Shadow Lord goes ahead and puts Gestalt Yona back into Replicant Yona, mm-hmm. and Replicant Yona, or Gestalt Yona ends up rejecting being a part of herself again, because oh, no. there's two different souls inside there now. She can feel the soul of Gestalt Yona yeah, she's trying not out Sora. for her brother, and I'm like, "Hey, yo, ah, yeah, big Sora vibes." Mm-hmm. There's too many girls in that girl. Uh, ultimately, what we need to know from Replicant here is that our boy Near will kill the Shadow Lord and will destroy the Shadow Lord's book, which means that the Gestalts and the Replicants can never come back together. Oh, uh, um, this is not fine because this is uh, sure this is a happy ending in terms of the game itself in the very, very short term. But in the long term, this will result in the extinction of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enter oh, no. the androids. Uh, do they dream of electric sheep? Do they? <sighs> Isn't that the question? So, the androids were created with the sole purpose of assisting humanity, helping humanity, guiding humanity, blah, 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 blah. Humanity dead. And there's still so many androids. And they don't have a purpose anymore. But don't worry, because here comes a bunch of aliens that are going to invade the Earth. So the androids fight the aliens for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. The aliens eventually create these machines to be their proxies to fight the androids. And eventually it gets to the point that the androids convince themselves over the many, many, many years that the humans are on the moon and they are fighting the machines to defeat the aliens so that the humans can come back to Earth and be safe, even though the humans have been extinct extinct for many many years we are now tens of thousands of years past near replicant times to get to near automata times where we are engulfed in this endless proxy war between the machines and the uh, androids also fun fact at some point along this time the aliens die out so the machines are also now fighting for a master that's extinct oh no So you don't know a lot of this in-game until it gets revealed throughout the course of the game, which is one of the brilliant strokes of this game. Um, But yeah, we're just going to spoil it out right here in my hyperfixations. Mm -hmm. This is Um, what we're here for. Yes, 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 yes. It's amazing. It's masterfully done. Now, the machines, they can't live like this no more. This cannot continue. They begin gaining their own sentience. The androids, they shook. They're like, nah, machines can't be sentient. They're machines. 
little do they know they're both made out of the same black box material nutty doesn't matter um so the machines they start replicating humanity because as far as they're concerned humanity is gods and so they they try replicating humanity they try doing the various different things humanity do they ultimately end up birthing two machines that bears or well one machine that bears striking similarity to the androids that we deal with throughout the games it's our boy adam you're familiar with adam you <sighs> bought me a figure of both adam and eve i have it's the good beans it it is the good beans the good, wor- the best worst boys. Um, the worst so we boys. aren't fully in near automata at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh my goodness, I I almost apologized for being so all over the place, but isn't that the point of this show? But that is the exact point of this show, and I am following. I am I'm in the canoe. Keep going. <laughs> so. Near Automata focuses on our th- three main characters throughout the course of it, but the first two that we are introduced to are 2B and 9S. Are you familiar? Uh, I'm familiar. Is this the one? Is this the hot short hair lady with the bandana? Yes. On her eyes. I know her, but I do okay. not know the other one. The other one is 9S. He is a scouter type model. Um, I'm sending you a gif of 9S in the chat now. He's also hot. Yes, indeed. Well, he's a robot, but how old is he? Uh, yeah, he is an android. I don't know. They're, they're, I'm pretty sure they've been at this for a very long time. Okay. Um, they, they, so the fun thing about 2B and 9S's relationship, um, 2B, the B stands for battle. 9S, the S stands for scouter. Um, As a scouter, he is built to be extremely uh, ingenuitive and curious, always seeking more information. Now, the pros of this is it makes him amazing on the field. The cons of this is that it means that he keeps figuring out that the humans are all extinct. Oh, no. Which is where 2B's real name, 2E, comes in. She's an execution unit. (gasps) She puts 9S down every time he figures out the truth. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean puts him down? She kills him. Wait, every time? This happens more than once? Yes, because then he reboots from his original factory resets every time. So he no longer retains any of the journey that they just had with each other, but she remembers it all and then remembers killing him at the end of it. And now here's a new 9S. Wait. Uh, wait. Oh. Uh. <laughs> wait, but so. T- <laughs> go on, go on. Oh, this is this is hurting my feelings. Okay, so <laughs> so Tubi is fully aware of the entire journey. Are they aware that they are two E and they're just undercover as a two B? Uh, as far as I'm aware, yes, they know that their main objective is to terminate Nine S if Nine S ever finds out what he's not supposed to know. 
D- does to be develop consciousness like an emotional anything or just straight straight oh. android energy? Oh my goodness, you know that they do. <laughs> oh, emotional <laughs> damage. Um, there's actually a very uh, at one point early on in the game, uh. 9S and 2B have a conversation where 9S tells 2B that his friends back on base call him Nines. First of all, no, they don't. He's never had a friend. Um, He would like his friends to call him Nines. Uh, 2B is like, yeah, no, I'll pass on that. Um, The last thing that 2B ends up saying to 9S is, oh, Nines, before she dies in front of him. Oh yeah, emotional damage. <laughs> um, I just got crash course thrown into that emotional moment. <laughs> <laughs> and we, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so ultimately, um, first of all, but while we're here in Near Automata, let me just take a moment. Near Automata's brilliant if you have not played near automata and there's nothing i can do or say that will ever do it the amount of justice and credence it deserves it's a game that you absolutely should play a hundred percent um it's a masterpiece without a doubt um the the visuals are 10 out of 10 the musical design is 10 out of 10 especially there's ways like there's a boss fight that's one of my favorite boss fights in gaming because the entire soundtrack correlates to the boss's motions in the boss fight. It's insane. It's nutty. Nier's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I lost myself there for a second. Hang you on. You were getting really hype. Uh, uh, so Nine S got called Nines. I, okay, 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 okay. So, 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 so. Uh, you go th- you go through the game uh, the first time as 2B, and the game ends at, you know, a good point. Uh, you, you beat Adam and Eve. Um, Adam and Eve themselves are phenomenal characters, but we are coming closely to the time point, so I don't want to go dwell on them too much. How hard a limit is this time? When do you tell me when to stop ranting? Um, I have a timer going from when you actually started talking about Nier, and uh, we are at the 36-minute mark, so you've got about 10 minutes. Okay, okay. Um, Adam and Eve are great. I, They're so great. Um, the, the underlying themes of Nier have a lot to do with humanity and what it means to be human and if other things can acquire what it means to be human. Um, and Adam and Eve are a perfect version of the machine side of it in trying to attain humanity by replicating humanity. Adam in particular is really nutty because he feels that hatred's one of the most powerful emotions humanity can feel. So that's what he wants to feel the most of and pain. He he's nutty out here. Um, Eve just hey, wanted yo. to, Eve just wanted to hang out with his brother and play games. Um, oh, yeah. It, <laughs> very, uh, they're so good. Um, oh. so both play through a and B. And after that, the, thing with playthrough a is you play through the game straight as 2b everything's all peachy keen you play through as 9s for playthrough b i will say 
9S's combat. I know it's got a lot of mixed opinions about it. I like it. I'm here for it. To each their own, though. Um, and that's all I'll say about 9S's combat. Uh, but he's, his storyline does give you little added bits of information. Like, for example, every boss you face, it'll give you the backstory of how that boss got that way because the machines have sentience too. They also exist. Um, and uh, 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 then we get to play through C. And oops, everything's a disaster. Um, there's a logic virus that's spreading throughout the androids that's giving them red eyes. Um, you may remember our boy Red Eye. Mm. Um, I don't know how intentional it is, but, you know, it's one of those little things that feels pretty intentional because over in Drakengard, there was a legion of soldiers with red eyes. Um... But that's not the point. The point is that's spreading amongst the androids. It's not looking hot. It's not looking good. It ends up getting our girl 2B. That's how she ends up dying at the hands of another android named A2, who we have not talked about, but she is the third protagonist. She's amazing. She's ready to drop machine ass at all points. She uh, she's been aware that the androids have been a uh, sus for a long time. Um, so she's just been out here vibing on her own for a very long time. <sighs> I won't really go into the story details of how we get to this ending because it's a lot of emotional damage, but you know, it's, I, I I'm leaving a lot of room with my rant to give you the, uh, you, the, 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 the Royal you, um, the opportunity to go in out there and experience a lot of it yourself. I will say, however, the ending of this game has affected me more impactfully than any game ever has. I do actively remember. I think I was spending the night when you were doing that, that ending. Um, you weren't spending the night. We were in a discord call together. That's wait. No, but I feel like I remember sitting in your bed and seeing you doing it. Ooh, you might've, you might've been, or at least one of the endings. One of the endings I was probably at your house, and one of the yeah, endings I, I was probably in a Discord call. Yeah, this sounds correct. I do have both of these. I do have both of these memories. I don't know which ending goes to which, though. Yeah. Um, but the the ending to ending E, um, there the end credit scene is a bullet hell game. Um, that is impossible. I I mean, maybe it is possible, but I don't see how. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> you must be built different. Props to you if you can't. If you are. Yeah. Um, but the game's like, hey, do you need some help with this? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I need help with this. I'm getting creamed. Um, and so a bunch of other ships come in to help you fight. And each time you get hit, one of these ships gets hit. And it says so-and-so-and-so's data gone. Um, very intense. The music's hitting different. It's amazing. It's a beautiful end credit scene. And once you finish these end credits, the game begins to address you, the person, directly. And it's like, hey, do you like helping people? Sure, I like helping people. 
It's like, would you help people even if it would be hard on you? It's like, uh, you know, I'd like to think I would, you know. Um, and it's like, would you like to help people even if it meant your save data is gone? I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I, was a, I was at your house when this happened. I remember now. Ah, yes. Um, and yeah, it, it reveals to you that every ship that came and helped you out in the end credit scene is another person who gave up their, uh, their save data so somebody else could see this ending. Uh, and this all, I'm like, shit. And it's like, yeah, and you know, who knows? Maybe somebody else's story can change and have a different ending. Obviously, you know, it's not going to, somebody's not going to just, that'd be so nutty if like some other one version had the very different ending, I'd lose my marbles. Um, but no, um, uh, but you know, it's still, it's the meaning of it all at the end of the day. Um, however, funnily enough, uh, what does happen after this is there are, two epilogues to this ending a good version and a bad version that were only ever revealed by the three main voice actors of the three main characters reciting it at the end of the fifth tour concert in japan of the game uh in a concert wow. yeah in the fifth fifth not even the first one the fifth one like what what that's don't even get me started on the amount of war <laughs> hidden within stage plays in this franchise what oh my God. what <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's a good point to stop my rant <laughs> when i start getting into oh, the stage wait. play timeline uh real quick because i as i'm remembering this now um do you recall your reaction when they were when the screen was showing you your your data was being deleted? I remember how I felt, but I don't remember how I physically displayed. No, you were you were it was you were very anxious. Yeah, it <laughs> very felt sad it, anxious. <laughs> it was a very painful experience. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I'll never uh, forget being. I uh, I don't. Uh, I still haven't played Nier again since then. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but yeah, I love that game. Fucking amazing. You're I, valid. I'm probably gonna play it again soon, because the anime is going to be coming out soon. Uh, oh? Yeah, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? No. <laughs> yes, Nier Automata's anime is coming out soon. Big hype, big How hype. Many... I cannot wait. wait. How, what ending are they picking? <laughs> That's a real good question. A real good, real terrifying question. What um, lore are we gonna get? But well, before I uh, before I do stop, I'm not gonna go into any of the lore that's addressed in these places. I would just like to discuss weird places that lore are. Okay. So we've discussed stage plays. There's mm -hmm. two different Japanese exclusive stage plays that cover stuff that happens before the events of Nier Automata. Uh, there's the Yorha Boys stage play, and there is the other one whose name I can't remember that talks about A2's backstory. Um, wild place to hide lore. Oh. <laughs> um, there are numerous Japanese exclusive gacha games that feature near characters that all come with lore, like additional lore to the game franchise in the universe. Okay. Um, every piece of near lore that exists is signed off directly by Yoko Taro. 
Okay. Um, Yoko is the director of Nier and Drakengard, and he's an absolute madman, and I love him. I will send you, I'm going to send you a gif of Yoko Taro real quick. Absolutely. While you're doing that, can I ask you a question? Yes. So I have a great deal of approximate knowledge about the, oh my fucking God, I love that person. I don't know why. Yes, he <laughs> always wears that mask. Always. Always. It's become the mascot of Nier. It's actually a character in the game named Emil. He's technically the last human alive, although he does look like a little skeleton boy. Yes. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> now with this, now with this gif in my mind, in my face, um, if you had, if we put the, the director creator of Kingdom Hearts and the the director of near of the near franchise the kingdom hearts franchise versus the near franchise which one in your opinion is nuttier with their lore um or plot I, maybe even i think that the near lore it the draken near lore in particular when you throw in draken guard for no reason um I think it's absolutely nuttier uh, for reasons that there's a character in Dragon Card 3 who appears. She's an android. Her name's Accord, and she's parallel. She's hopping between parallel timelines. She experiences all of these endings. She only ever physically shows up in Dragon Card 3, but she's dro name dropped both in Near Automata as a weapon supplier and in Near Replicant in a loading screen by my little sister who was visited by her with a briefcase. Um, anyway, yeah, no, it's definitely oh. nuttier. It's got lore hidden everywhere. It's it's crazy. It's insane. And uh, and Kingdom Hearts, honestly. It is confusing from an outside perspective from when you first jump into it. But once you've been there for a bit, it feels pretty straightforward. That may be coming from my bias of, you know, having played Kingdom Hearts all my life. Yeah. But I do think uh, it's more straightforward than Nier. I think Nier has a much, much more, con not convoluted, but uh, complicated, but also mature way of getting its story across. Okay. Okay. Um, but I also would like to say if we could get Yoko Taro and Tetsuya Nomura in an elevator together and have them make a game for me, that would be super cool, super great. You know what? Actually, yeah. Do you think <laughs> we should like, like, undercover, like, would would you like to get arrested by the Japanese government by like? <laughs> forcing these two people in an elevator together like they have to run from us and it's not but. even like like they're far away they both work for square enix do you think that they're put on opposite ends of the building for a reason <laughs> we can never let them touch <laughs> <laughs> the game would be too powerful <laughs> we just simply don't have the developers for this <laughs> we don't have the resources <laughs> ooh 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 there's a DLC boss fight, two DLC boss fights in Near Automata um, against both the CEO of Square Enix and the director of Platinum Games. Oh? Just them, the real people. <laughs> With god powers. <laughs> As you do. As you do. 
<sighs> I, I like the energy of before you fight them, like there's an info box and Nier's like, hey, just so you know, this fight's going to get a little non-canon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it doesn't say that exactly, but it might as well. <laughs> Uh, like, don't worry, this isn't actually part of the lore. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, uh, you know, uh, as closing notes, I'm, unless you you have anything else that you'd like to mention. Um, uh, no, but... I should stop now. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I think my final, my final words and commentary on all this great deal of approximate knowledge that I've just recently acquired in this canoe ride with you. Um, I have gone from, like, you know, I don't, I don't know anything about this dragon thing. I can't even, I can't envision it. I have no idea what you're fucking talking about. Like respectfully, you know, it's just like I just didn't know. And then now I'm like s- severely invested. <laughs> I'm <laughs> severely invested in the near franchise, <laughs> and I feel like my YouTube algorithm is gonna get fucking rocked. <laughs> um, if you would like some good YouTubers for near content, there is. Uh, uh, Clemps is was my first experience with uh, Drakengard. Drop Guard. me some links. Drop me some links. Uh, for at, sure, for at sure. Some uh, Clemps did a whole series on all of the Drakengards and both of the Nears, and they are both very good. I enjoyed them a lot. Um, that is C L E M P S, and then also. Uh, another uh, good one is Brando SP. They've dropped a lot of like that in between lore, like that stuff that comes from books and the likes. Um, very good, very good. And those are my two shouts. Uh, the for for now, I won't just clog up the end of this with you know shouts for YouTubers. <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. Um, let's see. I definitely feel myself going to need to set aside a pile of money to at least acquire re- replicant and automata um i do think i'll heed your warning about um draken draken <laughs> um also i've been sitting on this joke for 45 minutes um so when you start talking about the the dragon and how you have to make a pact with the dragon yeah right so in my brain, intrusive thoughts was like how to make a pact with your dragon. Um and that's what I wanted to redub that that PS2 game yeah, to. I love this. <laughs> um, um that one of the antagonists of Drakengard made a pact with a dragon, and uh, what the dragon took was he was a very good s- song. Uh he was a he, he barred, big musician energy. But he changed, exchanged it for power. He had no room for song anymore. And so he kidnaps uh, Kayim's sister. And as he's flying away, he delivers the menacing line of, Welcome to a world without song. And then he throws his harp into the air and it smashes into the ground. <laughs> and it's hey, just yo. a very fun scene. <laughs> now that sounds like a bard heel turn if I've ever heard one. <laughs> oh my Absolutely. lord. Absolutely. Oh my lord! This has been a really fun wild ride of experience. I am I'm so grateful that we're doing this. <laughs> uh, I was very happy to he- be here. I hope that I was enjoyable. You were very enjoyable. You were very, 
you're very good at presenting your hyperfixations. I don't know if that's like something that you've adopted over time. Like, well, if I'm going to hit somebody with this, I might as well make it entertaining. <laughs> well, you're doing great. And I enjoyed that entire ride. And I thank you. Thank you for, for blessing me with your time. Uh, anytime, anytime. <sighs> All righty. Is this time for plugs? I believe so. Um, well, this one is Tony. You can find me on the interwebs at most places at Anderson's Pride. Uh, you could also find me GMing Hearts Against Balance, a Kingdom Hearts inspired actual play podcast. Um, I do that with Roma and a couple other uh, good beans as well. Um, I am just 26,000 beans vibing around in a skin suit. And that's my vibe. You are my favorite sack of beans. This is factual. Quantifiably attractive. 26,000 sacks of beans. Um, I think I'm going to adopt that as my thing now. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> oh, you could find me on the internet at I appreciate your butt at the twitter.com. Um, that is at I-A-P-P-R-E-C-I, the number eight, U-R-B-U-T-T. Yeah, so you can find me there. I will not shut up. I'm always tweeting. You could also find me on Hearts Against Balance, um, where Tony is dishing out his brand of emotional damage onto our OCs. Thank you to Moonshot Network for taking me on as a show. Big whoop whoop. Hell yeah. Big talk all day. Thank you so much, Moonshot, for adopting the Hyperfixation podcast. Uh, I'll make y'all proud. I'm so hyped. You can find Moonshot at twitter.com forward slash moonshot pods where you can also find a ton of other podcasts to listen to besides mine um they're coming out with stuff like almost every day of the week and streaming almost every day of the week and i think by this point we just had our moon launch so i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you saw me there I think that's it that's all i'm going to be plugging for this moment and if i have anything else i'm going to add it on in post um but thank you all for joining us today if you like it leave us a review tweet about us retweet about us and stay tuned for more fun hyperfixations from my friends who are going to give me a great deal of approximate knowledge of many things um oh should i have some sort of sign off Probably. What kind of sign-off should I do? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, we didn't get this far, did we? Ah. <laughs> oh. Um. Well, because, like, for Hearts Against, you do the May Your Heart Be Guide and Key, and then, like, the podcast minds, they do the hi-ho. Maybe you could, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, like how I do the, 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 uh, never for, always forget something or never forget something like you could put, pick a piece of information that you acquired from this <gasps> that stuck with you I like that shout but let me present you this shout and then weigh the options with me so okay. the whole point of this show is that uh, aside from me learning a great deal of things and l listening to my friends and my obviously my partner talk about things that they really enjoy the whole point of this show is that I want people to not be ashamed for being excited about something. So like in a, in like Cody's stream at the end, they're like, don't forget to drink water, brush your teeth, take your vitamins, call your mom, tell you you love them and, you know, have a good night. 
So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. should I, uh, I mean, what if, what if it was, uh, don't be ashamed of your hyperfixations, never stop being excited and, uh, be safe, don't die. I like it. I like it. So which one should we do? Should we do something based on, on the episode or should we just do a very generalized one? Uh, hit, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me, do it. Run it live. Which one? Feel it. Fuck. Um, how about both? Um, okay, hit me. Don't be afraid to sacrifice your save data if it means helping someone else and giving them an experience of a lifetime. Uh, don't be ashamed of your hyperfixations. Be excited. Don't be afraid. Uh, share what you love with your friends and uh, be safe and don't die. And do. I love it. So it's a nice little combo of both. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. we did it. We Pilot. We piloted the canoe, we're done. to Offuscate at O-F-U-S-K-A-T-E for the intro and outro music. You can find them on Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud. And also, thank you to the Moonshot Network. You can find them at twitch.tv forward slash Moonshot Network, twitter.com forward slash Moonshot Pods, or you can support them on Patreon and all the podcasts in the network at patreon.com forward slash Moonshot Network. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, have a good day. Be safe. Don't die. And Badoop!